it. We've been doing workshops for, well, we've been working together for a long time, doing lots and lots of workshops over the years, and I just thought I'd, I'd like to sort of talk about what happens when you see people who absolutely refuse. They refuse to go forward, and what's really going on when they refuse to go forward in themselves? Why, why do people get themselves stuck and choose to stay stuck no matter what you do to people? Have you ever have you ever noticed people doing that? Well, certainly we've seen that happen with with um, friends, with family, with people we've worked with. Yes, yeah. I mean, it's just it becomes quite obvious when they just yeah refuse. And it seems it's like such a stupid thing to do because it's quite an illogical thing to do, and especially in a workshop because people will come to do our workshops and they will refuse to do anything and. and you sit there and think you're going to sit here for two or three days or whatever you want to do, or you know, or two hours if, if we've got an ongoing workshop. And they have all the strategies in the world to stop themselves actually dealing with their emotional self. Did, would that be also because people come to workshops often thinking that someone else will do it for them? I think that's a hope. And they hope that if they can sit there and talk about it and, and listen to other people talking about it, that they will pick up as much as they want. And they will pick up something. There's no two ways about that. But some people I find just absolutely refuse to do anything. I have clients who are refusing to look at themselves. They have seen their relationships go downhill. They've seen their families destroyed. They've seen their finances destroyed. They've seen everything destroyed. Rather than sit there, sit up and take responsibility and say, "Righto, I need to do something right now." Actually, it's interesting because you can put health, see the health destroyed in that aspect too, can't you? Oh, absolutely, mm. health destroyed. They can, because I do believe that the emotional component to cancer and to to a lot of um, uh, autoimmune diseases is is very, very high. I'm not going to go into that right now, but. Gee whiz, some stuff I've read and people are saying it's 100%, but I'm not going to say that. It's such a very, very, very big, I suppose, frustration if you're trying to help somebody. And But I think in in times, and I've spoken to you about, and you've said it's people's fear, but it's interesting because, oh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not perfect at doing it either, but I'm thinking that it's one thing to be fearful of breaking through, but when you observe what's happening around you as in you know total destruction emotionally physically financially spiritually you watch all that get destroyed but still refuse to do anything about it absolutely and while when they are destroyed they'll generally then refuse to ever acknowledge it because it's too late then to do anything so they never want to admit admit they've gone but you did mention something that you did say that you do it too. I think that'd be a good thing to talk about because I, of course, never do it. Of course not. No. Mm. I've never ever observed you resisting or refusing to make a change. Good. That means I got away with it. <laughs> that, that means my subterfuge worked. <laughs> yes. Yes, mm. so that you can pull the wool over your own eyes. Yes, for sure. Right. So for the rest of this presentation this podcast here this is all about you because you're the one that does this not me yes Mm. yes and what am i doing right now what are you doing i'm actually doing exactly what 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 we're talking about i'm refusing to admit it refusing to say there's anything wrong with me and 
he's my he's a really really good strategy and this, this is strategy works in relationships I'll distract I'll distract it I'll get the other person to be the blame to be at fault now we were just joking then were we? I, well, I hope you were. <laughs> <laughs> but while you were saying that, I was thinking, yeah, it, it's about, it's deflecting, isn't it? You deflect that attention off yourself. And, yeah, and I guess that's a, that's a strategy that people use a lot, isn't it? And the deflection can be in many things. I mean, certainly blame, you know, the whole pointing the finger thing, you know, it's not me, why don't you do this or you do this or, you know, it, it just is a whole... The the whole energy is pushed away from one person to another person to avoid actually looking at what it is. It certainly is. And in relationships, it's probably the biggest relationship killer that they get. You see, I'm looking at the fact that relationships have a... um, Intimate relationships have a 35 to 50% failure rate as far as divorce goes and... People who aren't divorced, a lot of people are not divorced, but they just, they're intimate, in intimate partnerships anyway, and, and the figures are much higher there. So there's all these relationships breaking down. There's been billions upon billions of dollars worth of research put into it, yet it's still the same. And I think the biggest, the absolute biggest, biggest, biggest cause of all this is that people won't deal with them themselves and they deflect onto their partner and they say, it's not me, it's you. And... If, they, if it's not a partner, it'll be something else. It'll be an environment. It will be um, the job I've got. It'll, it can be the car I've got. It can be what happened to me in my childhood. It can be what's happening in the world right now. It can be uh, I haven't got enough money. It can be all those things. But whatever it is, whatever's happening, people get stuck because they really don't look to where the, the only place where the answer is, which is within themselves because they don't want to. But don't you think you need the right person to guide you through that too? And it's interesting, and I suppose you started off by saying in the workshops that we've done, you've seen people come along who actually have given up their time but have not committed to actually doing anything to make any changes. But there's also a lot of people who don't know how to do it because they don't have the right person or the right people around them to support them to do it. Or to make those changes. Absolutely. Because I also know in the workshops, and this is what most people do, by the way, they come in and they come in absolutely determined to get it and they really open themselves up widely, which is really puts a great responsibility on us to be able to guide them. But fortunately, we've done enough of this stuff now that we're able to guide them. That, and it's absolutely so pleasing to see these people and they can change their life completely. Now, I'm not doing that to say, wow, wow, we, how good are we? I'm doing that to say, look what you can do when you take responsibility and focus within yourself. Anything, but anything you've got can be unblocked. And that's the only place you can unblock it from. And maybe that's going back to looking at responsibility And I think one of the biggest issues is when you talk about taking responsibility, everyone has to be 100% responsible for their reactions, their behaviours, their responses, whatever. It's actually taking away that personal aspect, even though it's very personal. If you take responsibility, it just is. It's not, there's no right, there's no wrong. Now, I did this okay, it, it created havoc or it created um, something negative, 
but I did it and now what do I need? I, I'll take responsibility. So what, what caused me to do that without all that judgment around it? And that's a good point to bring up because most people, in my opinion, when they refuse to take responsibilities because their fear is they'll be judged badly for it, that they'll be judged and they'll be made wrong, they'll be blamed, they'll be, they'll be made the fault and it will also be their fault. And therefore, for them to take responsibilities, not healed it at all for anybody, it's made one person feel vindicated because they're now in the right, I told you so, and the other person who is going to feel even more depleted because they've taken responsibility, they've taken a whole lot of junk from it, and now they're feeling even worse about themselves because they're further down the track and still nothing's been resolved. Yeah, it's a shocking state of affairs, in fact, and it, and it, it really peeves me off greatly. And what I, what I don't like is I, I don't like the way the marriage guidance industry works because the marriage guidance industry, without without almost without without exception they have all these rules and regulations and what they're doing is they're making it making what we do is right and what's already happening is wrong and they're still making what right and wrong they're still judging and they're still finding out what's the fault and what's not at fault very very few of them are sitting there and saying how come this is happening and how can we move on and get unstuck what do we have to do to move on from this to go in even further into it such that we no longer we're no longer stuck there because we break through. Did I explain myself then or properly or did it make it didn't make sense too well? Yeah, it probably needs to be explained a bit better. It, it's from what I can understand, it's it's there's a lot of Are you making me wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no. No, yes, no, yes, no, yes. No, actually, you're not, but that's a good indication. Yeah, you've actually told me something, but you're not making me wrong. Go on, keep going. And I'm thinking that, um, because while you were talking, I I was also aware that the whole right and wrong is such a big part of our society. I mean, it starts as a parent, from parents, because you do something and it's right or it's wrong. Like, you know, and, and people say, oh, that was a naughty thing to do. So we have the connotation that naughty automatically means that you're a bad person. And it goes through, I mean, the, the, you know, they go to school and there's, there's right and there's wrong again. And they go through any sort of authority is a right and wrong. It's all black and white, isn't it? It's even, you know, I'm just thinking, you know, even though they've softened that a bit, in, you know, everyone succeeds, but it's so endemic in our society that if we accept that we have done something and that, that we've taken responsibility for something and, it, you know, it's the negative things we don't want to take responsibility for, because it's negative, it, we, it's, we're wrong. That's a very, and, and that is the point. I was going to say this is a very good point. It's more than that. That is the point. You see, even when you fail, failure is not necessarily something wrong. It's mm-hmm. a learning experience. And if you, were, if, if you want to really help kids learn and develop, you help them how to handle failure, you don't help them how to avoid failure, which is what people are teaching everyone now. They're trying to teach the kids that. You know, you'll always win. Don't worry about your, mm-hmm. you'll always win. Sorry, you won't always win. Because very often the winner has very little to learn. It's the people who fail who can really be the biggest winners, if you like. But it is, actually it is right, because you do always win. But what it is, it's not that the person that does the best or the person that comes first or 
the person that um, achieves the most is the winner. Because if you fail at something and you learn a lesson from that, you are a winner anyway. So the whole connotation around winning too is not around... Well, again, you know, because our language is so definitive, isn't it? Yeah, I wish I'd said all that because you're quite right. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, it's just I'm just you know that whole aspect. So people refuse to look at changes in their lives because what they're admitting is that up until now they've, I guess, failed. Well, that's what it, that's what it would seem. Mm. But in fact, up until now, everything you've done. All the failures, all the adjustments, all the things you've done have now led you to this point of success. And the reason you're up to this point now and when you're at this point about to change, you're saying, well, boy, have I failed if I've got to go into a new level? Am I failing now? No. No, you're actually succeeding as far as you can at this level. Mm. And so now you can break through. And that's what it is, isn't it? That's what it is. Even if you haven't haven't achieved exactly what you want to, you've got to a level where you have to do something different to actually move forward. Yeah. So where did we start again? Let's let's tie it back to where we started. As in the people who refuse to even look at, at any changes or, or just refuse at refuse to accept they are one hundred percent responsible to make the changes that they need to make to reach the type of life they want to live. Yep. And you can sort of see, as we've been talking, the responsibility has to come without the judgment of right and wrong, of good and bad, of fault and not fault. Because it doesn't matter what you do, if you open yourself up to it and are open to change and allow those processes to happen, that's when you move forward. And But with the there's only been over two or three of them, to be quite honest, people who come in and uh, and they will not move anywhere. It's very frustrating because it's, you know, we like to see people move forward. That's all there is to it. But if you speak to them, and there's one guy I'm thinking of, I can speak to him, um, 10 years later, he hasn't moved forward one iota and he's frustrated as anything and he does, he's got no idea where he, wants to, where he wants to go. But every time we start to move in that direction where he needs to go, all of a sudden it's to close down again. And he's been doing it all his life and, you know, he's 50-odd now and he, he might keep doing it for the rest of his life too, which is very sad because I like the man. Because I was thinking that um, that generally with workshops, if things don't end when a workshop ends. Like it's usually you stay in contact with people and you communicate with the people that have been involved in the workshop after the workshop. Yeah, it's follow-up. So basically most people that even appear to be stuck in a workshop and refuse to to move forward gain clarity after the workshop when they've reflected on things and, and you've been able to speak to them and work through some other processes, I guess, in regards to helping them to move. Because I guess it is fear. It's fear, you know. There's the fear, fear of embarrassment. Yeah. Yeah. The, as you say, the fear of failure, the, the shame, the guilt. You know, all those things. If we accept responsibility, we have to accept that they're all part of our lives too. Yeah, that's right. They're all part of our lives, and uh, and we're either going to be driven by shame, guilt, fear, and all the rest of it, or we're driven by love and success, and the will to keep moving forward. Oh. Yeah. And that's it too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. You're, you're either driven, yeah, by those, 
negatives and those those things in our lives that are just massive blocks or we can open up and that's when you open up you allow that love to come that's the one that's the one love a dirty word somewhere it's in in businesses but (laughs) that's the way it goes okay that's as far as we need to go right now and um thank you very much it's really interesting because i you know, as you know, how much preparation do we do, we do for these work to the, these... Oh, hours. Um, we prepare for hours before we actually yeah, do these. <laughs> yeah. In fact, we don't at all. But we have been preparing for years. Mm, because, you know, you always, I remember when we first started these, you said, oh, 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 I don't know what to say. Yes, you do. We've been doing workshops since 1993 or four, mm, And... Um, 93. Yeah, and we've had no, a... 92. 92, is it? 91, well, for a lot longer, oh, 90, oh my God, 30 years. 30 years, that's scary. Well, so what, what we've been doing, we've been preparing for 30 years and what we're doing is now, we just, whatever comes up intuitively is what we deal with. We've learned to trust our intuitions and trust that and it just seems to work much, much better because we're being real right now. This is who we are. This is who we are and this is, and um, yeah, we just like helping people be who they are. Thank you, and I'll see you next week. Absolutely. See you next week. Ciao.